Good morning. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Recently, I was at an event and I had the opportunity to speak with a wonderful person in our community, Rabbi Henoch Singer. You may know him. And we were discussing a passage in this week's Torah portion, the Parsha of Shoftim. And I learned a valuable insight from him, and I'd like to share it with you. So this week's portion, the Parsha of Shoftim, is largely about the judicial system. Shoftim means judges. And there is a fundamental principle of Jewish law that is in our Torah portion. The Torah says, Alpishnayim edim yakum davar. The truth in a criminal case or other kinds of cases, the truth is established by the testimony of two eyewitnesses. Alpishnayim edim yakum davar. Two eyewitnesses, of course, with a very high standard of personal character and credibility and with exhaustive cross-examination, but two witnesses establishes what the court assumes to be true. What happens if there are two sets of witnesses, two pairs of witnesses who contradict each other? For example, two witnesses come to the Jewish court and they say, Ruvain killed Shimon, God forbid, committed an act of murder. And two other witnesses come to court, they come to Besdin and they say, no, Ruvain did not kill Shimon. That's called Edim Hamachishim Zedzeh, sets of witnesses that contradict each other. And what we do is we discard them all. We ignore all the testimony. Because each of them both of the sets have the same level of credibility, and we have not been able to detect any flaw or uh, um, assumption that one of, them, one of the sets is not telling the truth. We have no way to decide between the two sets. We simply ignore all of them, and we proceed as if we have no witnesses unless other witnesses would come. Now, that's not such an uncommon thing, because often, Different people will see the same event and then will have contradictory versions of what they have, of what happened, of what they saw. It's not so uncommon. But then there's a special case. There's a special case called Adim Zomimim, which means plotting witnesses. And this is also in this week's Torah portion. So this special case goes like this. Two witnesses come to court and they are credible in every way and they say, Ruvain killed Shimon, committed an act of murder. And the court accepts their testimony, though no final decision had yet been issued, but the court accepts their testimony. And then two other witnesses come to the court and they say, we don't know if Ruvain killed Shimon. We don't know anything about the alleged crime, but we can tell you this. Those first two witnesses that testified that Ruvain killed Shimon on this date in this place, 
they're lying because imanu at the time that they say that they're testifying that they saw a crime take place in such and such a place, they were with us at the same time in a different place. So they could not possibly have seen what they testified to. Now, these second two witnesses are subject to the same high standard of credibility and the same exhaustive cross-examination, then what happens in this case is va'asisim lo kasher zamam lasas lo'achiv. We do to the first set of witnesses what they tried to have happen to the defendant. We punish the first set of witnesses. In other words, in this case, we accept the second set of witnesses as true, and the first set we now assert they are false witnesses, and we punish the first set of witnesses. And the Talmud says, Chidushu. This is counterintuitive. This is something not expected, but this is what the Torah says to do. How is it counterintuitive? Well, it's different from the normal case because here the second set of witnesses are believed and accepted and we punish the first set of witnesses. It's not like the case where there are two sets of witnesses that contradict each other's testimony. One set says he murdered, the other set says he did not murder. That is different. Remember, in that case, we simply throw out all the witnesses because we don't know who to believe. You might think that this case should be the same because ultimately, what's going to happen? Ultimately, the first set of witnesses who said Ruven killed Shimon, will lead to finding the defendant guilty, while the second set of witnesses, though they're not testifying about the alleged murder, still they their testimony will lead to the defendant being acquitted. So maybe you should say, let's just throw them all out and start over again. On the surface, we should look at it maybe as contradictory witnesses. But here the Torah says no. Here the Torah says, Adam Zomimim, in this specific case of plotting witnesses, since the second set of witnesses are not contradicting the testimony of the first witnesses, remember, they say, we don't know if Reuven killed Shimon. Maybe Reuven did kill Shimon. All we know is that those witnesses were with us in a different place at that time. So since they're not contradicting the facts asserted by the first witnesses, the second set are just undoing the credibility of the first set. So the Torah says there's a chiddush. This is a counterintuitive idea. We accept the second set of witnesses as true and we punish the first set. Okay. But Rabbi Singer added there's a deeper lesson here. And this is a lesson that applies to every single one of us, especially now.
Remember our case. The judges heard testimony of the first two witnesses, and after examination and cross-examination and deliberation, they accepted that testimony as true. Ruvain killed Shimon. They found no discrepancy. There was no lack of credibility in these first two witnesses. They were accepted by the court. And remember what's at stake in a case of murder. Someone's life hangs in the balance. Now another two witnesses come. And by saying about the first witnesses, Imanu Hayisem, you the first witnesses were with us in a different place on that date. What they're essentially saying to the judges is, judges, you were fooled by those first witnesses. You were wrong. You didn't do your job properly when a man's life was at stake. You misjudged. People usually don't like to hear that. People usually don't like to hear about themselves that they have made a mistake, that they have judged wrongly, that they have missed something. And when confronted by this, most people will seek to defend themselves and rationalize their behavior and dig into their position. The chidush, the counterintuitive idea of this specific case of Adam Zomimim is that the judges recognize that they made a mistake and they act to correct it. What the Torah is teaching us is in this case where the judges made a terrible mistake that could have potentially cost someone his or her life, the judges don't try to defend themselves. They don't worry about their own honor of obviously having made a mistake and publicly admitting to making such a serious mistake. They own up to the mistake and they take action to correct it. Walter Mosley is a great novelist and he writes through one of his characters that one of the most important lessons in life is to realize everybody knows things I don't. Everybody sees things I've missed. When we stand before God in judgment on Rosh Hashanah and plead for mercy and forgiveness on Yom Kippur, we are not able to deny our mistakes to God. But before each other, we try our hardest to do just that. This passage of Adam Zelmiman, which on the surface is an obscure, legalistic subject in our Parsha, 
it should be a lesson for every single one of us, especially now in these days leading up to the high holidays. It's a lesson for us in how leaders and role models should act. To accept they missed something and then to take action to correct it. And we, every one of us, should emulate their example. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.